Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara Kearney and I am your host for the show. Hi and welcome to episode 60 of Book of Leaves. If you are a new listener, it is very lovely to have you here. Welcome. My name is Cara. I am an actor by trade, but the environment is something that I've been passionate about for years. And since 2019, I have been doing this podcast and getting more and more involved with activism for the environment as well as many other things. But this this podcast is basically a big passion project of mine and I love it so much. Every second Monday, I release an interview with someone in Ireland or with a connection to Ireland who is doing something good for the planet. And the whole idea is we take a leaf from their book. If you are a regular listener, hello and welcome back. I hope you're doing well. And yeah, it is just lovely to have you here. Episode 60 already. Mad. But this episode is going to be with Ahmed, who runs Evoco, which is an a food tracking app. And it's unlike food tracking apps that you might have heard of, you know, where you're counting calories or whatever. This is a really simple but genius and beautiful app that once I started using it, I got in touch with them because I was like, oh, this is really lovely. I'd love to give these guys a a small platform on this podcast. So you'll hear all about it. It's called Avoco and you basically photograph your receipt, upload it, and it kind of lets you know the carbon footprint of your shop. And we'll talk a little bit about individual versus systemic change as well in this interview. But yeah, that's that's basically what this is going to be about and why we should be focusing on our food shopping so make sure to download the app if you have a smartphone and you will be the kind of person who uses it and then if you don't if you don't have a smartphone or an app like this just wouldn't be something that you use their newsletter I really actually would recommend signing up to of course newsletters can just create data I don't know, waste for want of a better word, where they're just, you know, taking up space and obviously every email takes a bit of a bit of energy to to send and be stored. So it's really important that you unsubscribe to newsletters that you do not need. But Evoco's newsletter is a really lovely one to get. It's so educational and inspiring and I've learned loads from them. So I would recommend signing up to their newsletter anyway, at least if you if you don't um, get the app. But yeah, uh, in other news, just in my own life, as I might have mentioned before, I've taken a little step back from activism for a while just for to kind of rewire mental health because I was taking way too much on and getting um, really burnt out. And I've just finished reading Act of Hope by Joanna Macy and it I cannot recommend that book enough if you ever feel overwhelmed or insignificant or just negative about the whole situation then I would really recommend reading Act of Hope and I'm hoping to delve more into that in an upcoming episode. But yeah, I just wanted to share that recommendation with you guys and I hope you are all doing well and as happy as can be in this festive season that we're coming into now and if you are looking for some eco-friendly Christmas suggestions I do have two Christmas episodes it's with a friend of mine Kate Russell another actor and we basically have two episodes on 
everything got to do with Christmas from trees to gifts to wrapping paper cards and loads of gift ideas so I will link those in the show notes as well if you want to check those out seeing as that is the season that we're in um, if you are in a position to support this podcast, if you like it, you like what I do and you'd like to support this part-time hobby of mine that would be amazing to make full-time someday, I do have a Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash book of leaves where you can donate anything from a euro to whatever you want every month and I anytime I will be coming into January now where the podcast won't be running for about three months and I I always uh, end it I always suspend the, the payment so you won't be paying for months where you're not getting podcasts but you usually get two or three podcasts anyway but it's just a way of helping me pay for the fees for the editing software both for the sound and videos for the YouTube episodes and whatnot so it will be greatly appreciated and thank you so much already to the people who have signed up to do that and if you are like me and wouldn't be able to subscribe to something um, long term there is a one-off support feature on uh, buymeacoffee.com buymeacoffee.com forward slash book of leaves and you can buy me a coffee there um, as many multiples of three euro as you like and of course even more important if you could share this episode with a friend uh, by word of mouth or on your social media and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, if you have 30 seconds to leave a five to leave five stars and a little review that would be amazing and very very helpful but thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it so i will hand you over to ahmed now and i have linked the Avoca website in the app it's available for ios and android devices and as always just in case you are new none of my podcast episodes have been sponsored i i just love finding people entrepreneurs or activists or whoever you are that are doing something good for the planet and just sharing what they do so i hope you guys enjoy this chat and yeah i will catch you after Ahmed, thank you so much for joining me on the Book of Leaves podcast. Um, it's, you've had a bit of a tumultuous morning in the rain, but at least we're indoors and cosy now. And I would love for you to introduce yourself to listeners for people who don't know you. Yeah, firstly, thanks so much for having me, Cara. Really excited to take part. And um, I'm Ahmed and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Avoco. Amazing. And... This is an app which I might have talked about a little bit about in the introduction, but it's very much like eco. It's all about eco-friendly consumerism and shopping and raising awareness and whatnot. But obviously, this had to, you know, be born out of somewhere. And you strike me as an eco-conscious person. So, growing up, were you always that kind of way, or was there a moment that sparked that for you that you can remember? Um, I think for a lot of people of, say, our generation as well, we would have grown up with, like, sustainability being somewhere there in the background. So I think kind of most of my life growing up and even in college, I would have thought myself as quite sustainable, would have always been kind of moving towards even, say, renewable energies, because uh, I studied mechanical engineering. So different courses like that, and I did, like, energy policy and demand and stuff like that. But um, I think... It was only towards the end of kind of college where I think I went from kind of sustainability being something that I thought I was quite sustainable and in the background to 
something that I was actively trying to strive towards, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, um, I think it was when we were in our master's year and come to that point, we were trying to decide what we want to do in the future. And we just ended up having more in-depth discussions on sustainability. And it was that classic kind of sitting around dorm rooms, just kind of just chatting. And, um, and it was really then that I kind of really understood how, I suppose, how serious the climate crisis was in general. Like, um, I suppose I didn't realize, particularly, say, for food, how much of an impact it had or say um, how different decisions we made on a daily basis could really affect uh, the world that we were in. So I'd say generally sustainability conscious in the background, but then it wasn't until kind of the final year or two of college before I started kind of really trying to become actively involved. Okay, it's so funny, like when people think about students, you think of them like playing beer pong in their dorms as opposed to like having really important conversations about politics <laughs> where they like plan their futures and go, you know what, I'm going to change the world. Like the amount, there's a nice healthy balance in the student life, I think, of uh, young people literally figuring out problems and then you go and you play beer pong later. But yeah, that's that's brilliant. I remember having like really heavy conversations um, as well with my college peers so that's that's pretty cool and was Avaco something that was born then directly out of that or how did that start yeah so it was around that same time that we had the first uh, ideas for Avaco so for us we were again trying to decide what we want to do in the future and kind of where we could best um, I suppose affect change and uh, somewhere along the line we became obsessed with behavioral change and we saw it as like a key kind of pillar that could drive the greater systems change that we needed. When we started thinking about behavioral change, uh, we thought food would be a great starting point. And that was for a couple of reasons. So I suppose one was that food, the food systems accounts for about 27.5% of global greenhouse gas emissions. So it's an area where we could make a massive impact. Mm. And then um, also for us, it was really important that whatever solution we went down had kind of a wide appeal to people that it was something that everybody could relate to because the way we saw it was that food was something that you know everybody eats but uh, not everybody can afford an electric vehicle so it was really a good um, a good equalizer for everyone and then finally and probably most importantly on the behavioral change side we saw food was something that we interact with every single day multiple times a day so it's the perfect starting point for behavioral change so using kind of food and behavioral change as the two, as the areas that we want to use to kind of affect that greater systems change, we started looking at other kind of industries where we saw kind of behavioral change in kind of a mass scale. And we kept coming back to that digital health uh, kind of industry, looking at apps like MyFitnessPal, Fitbit, Strava, and the way they completely changed the way people kind of thought about health and fitness. Mm. And we felt that if we could bring in those similar learnings, then and um, help people kind of track um, the, the food they were eating and uh, and understand how they could say, I suppose, lead a more sustainable lifestyle. We felt that uh, we could affect some kind of change there. It's amazing. That's so cool. Um, and I just, it's when I talk to like entrepreneurs and people of that kind of mind, I just don't know how you come up with the ideas and do all the research. Like I'm on a, <laughs> I'm on like airy fairyland, you know, in the arts and whatever. So I really admire like you guys actually coming up with these kind of solutions because absolutely food waste is such a problem. And I was actually listening to um, the Climate Ambassadors podcast 
the other day they have a recent one out about food waste and it was really good and the one of the people they were interviewing I think she's from the EPA said food is like you have three choices a day three times a day at least where you have the decision to make sustainable food choices. You know, it is something, like you said, it's something that affects everyone. Not everyone is into, you know, fashion. Not everyone can afford electric cars, you said. But yeah, definitely, like, food is something that we can make a huge impact. You mentioned there about other apps, like, you know, the health ones that kind of, like, teach you things and, like, give you, like, little alerts and little reminders. They're so useful because I... I'm really lazy when it comes to like inputting kind of things, you know, and it's kind of like a game, like a little reward system. And then if they're designed real nicely, it's just like it's just a new part of life now. Just all these really lovely apps that are so useful as well. And what I like about Avoco is you literally just take a picture of your receipt and it does all the work for you. Like, you don't need to type in, you know, what all the things that you bought in the supermarket or whatever. But that's um my first, I guess, favourite thing about the app. But can you actually then go into what Avoco is and how it works and the kind of things that, that it does? Yeah. So definitely um, the way we describe Avoco is it's a mobile app that allows you to eat within your planetary boundaries. So maybe just uh, take before I dive into the app, I'll kind of talk about uh, planetary boundaries first. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the way we kind of looked at it was that in all those kind of digital health apps, like say Fitness, my Fit, Fitness Pal and Fitbit and stuff, what's really powerful for them is that they progress track, but then they're also going towards a well-defined goal. So say in Fitbit, you're always going towards kind of like say ten thousand steps. My fitness pal, you're kind of um, you're kind of trying to get within your calorie count, all that kind of thing. And we felt one of the big things that was uh, failing, particularly for uh, when it came to food and sustainability, was people didn't understand what that figure was, what they needed to do to actually be within, say, um, a sustainable lifestyle. So what we started looking at was looking at, say, I suppose to be within, say, that 1.5 degrees for the Paris Climate Agreement. Uh, what was required to be, say, um, within the operating safe limits of the planet. One particular report that was that was looking at what um, developed nations' diets needed to reduce by to get within those uh, operating safe limits. And it's a massive 75% by 2050. And um, so, which actually looks like about 800 kilograms of CO2 in a, in a whole year is what you're actually able to consume for, from food. So that's a massive uh, kind of jump that we need to get down to, to be, I suppose, within those um, safe limits of the planet and our planetary boundaries. So the way we help people do that is, um, like you were mentioning there, you can photograph your food shopping receipt and we give you then that climate impact in kilograms of CO2. And we tell you how far you're within or out of those um, safe limits. And then um, we give you personalized tips on how you can improve the next time you shop. You can also track your progress over time and um, you can offset as well directly through the app. So we plant native woodland here in Ireland. Yeah, it's so cool. Like if you you can choose to offset your carbon and like for a couple of cents donate to you guys actually planting trees, which is which is nice. Um, But I think some people might, you know, hear 
oh no it tells me like how good or how bad I'm doing but it, it's so hopeful and like the newsletter as well that you guys send out of like really lovely suggestions of like did you know this fact about blueberries I've learned I can't remember anything now because my brain does not retain <laughs> information but the newsletter is just a it's a really nice they're just full of like solutions it's just solution after solution which is which I think is what we need to hear more and more of these days but well, yes one thing I want to ask was this is obviously kind of focused on individual behavioral change and there are some people who do think one percent of the population is responsible for so many of our um, emissions it's only so much it's a hundred companies that are doing the worst 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 damage is me and my shopping habits really going to make a difference how do you feel about I guess those thoughts and feelings that people have and what would you say to them yeah no firstly I would say they're completely valid like we're not going to consume our way out of this mess it is going to require greater systemic change to actually make a difference and just going back firstly with that one percent that you're mentioning kind of because it is that one percent of the population that the majority of the emissions are what people need to also realise is that that 1% is pretty much uh, most of us here in kind of Western society and in our developed nations. That um, And that's the type of people that we're, we're targeting. Like our app doesn't make sense in, say, different continents, like say in Africa or in loads of parts of Asia and things like that. It makes sense for uh, these high consuming countries that we all live in. But um, the way we see it is that one changing kind of your behavior is going to help you adapt to this new kind of sustainable world that we're going to live in because what we need to do is build uh, new traditions to be able to kind of i suppose not find ourselves in the same exact mess but what's going to make the greater kind of reductions is going to be that systemic change and different ways that we as kind of individuals can help with that is when we're purchasing more sustainable products, we're sending signals to the market to help people understand, uh, to help companies understand what to develop and stuff and uh, what they need to do and how much we're interested in it. But then also what we can do as well is one of the st- single biggest things that we can do is really get active in, say, um, urging our governments to take more action because regulation is such a powerful tool for helping to drive that systemic change because they can change the environment and make it more advantageous for sustainable companies to thrive. So um, definitely, I think um, as individuals, the change of your own behavior only makes you more resilient and makes you better to adapt in this new sustainable world. But then also um, sending those signals to the market and also to your governments and elected representatives is going to make a huge difference and help to drive that systemic change. Definitely. And then it's always this snowball effect as well from people around you or, you know, you recommend the app or other kind of sustainable things to your to your friends or family. And then it just keeps going and going and going. So, yeah, I think as well, individual behavioral change is so important because even like the one percent they're all individuals in there so if we could all (laughs) just start chipping away (laughs) and like get as many people on board as possible like i think it's we've got nothing to lose only good things to gain by by i guess trying to improve all our behaviors yeah and especially obviously in developed I say developed like inverted commas because I I just I have trouble calling like 
our country's developed when we have such we've no like connection with nature and I'm like surely that's the more developed thing but anyway yeah Ireland is definitely one for overconsuming and people underestimate as well how much of an impact we can have and how we might only be like nearly five million people but that's still a lot of people that you know could have a huge impact and just because we're small doesn't mean we can't be mighty so um, how have you found the the take up of the of the app and kind of like feedback and when when did you guys release it actually yeah so i think it was pretty much around this time last year that we had the first kind of publicly available version of the app so which was fantastic and the uptake has been great we've been growing quite quickly and from here speaking to our users and kind of seeing the feedback that we get it's all been really positive and what we're what we're dedicated to doing is just constantly trying to make it easier for people to to use it and track their emissions and also ensuring that we're making sure we can help people make impact so our whole job is to kind of facilitate everybody out there to be kind of, you know, as sustainable as they can be. And we're just kind of dedicated to doing that. So it's fantastic when you hear people like uh, talking about some of the tips they might have received or something that they might have changed about their shopping habits. And it is really uplifting to know that you are kind of making the difference as well. So, um, no, uh, we're definitely get, hearing the right the right sound bites and hopefully can continue to make more impact. Oh, that's so cool. And you need just to you to use it you do need to create an account but all you need for that is just an email, email and a password yeah yeah just an email address um no pps number or bank <laughs> details or anything like that you're okay. fine um but uh amazing that's really cool and where where would you love to kind of i guess see this or see your kind of activism work go in future yeah so definitely in the context of Evoco, where we want to see ourselves is kind of being the go-to kind of tech solution when it comes to the food industry. So really helping people kind of track, working with retailers, maybe moving beyond groceries and even working with, say, restaurants and takeaway uh, delivery providers as well to help people kind of track every bit of food that they consume and also help them make those, uh, those decisions to become more sustainable. So definitely that's kind of our greater goal. And what we say is that we want to help reduce global food system emissions by 2% is our kind of end game, which is 300 million tonnes of CO2. So of course, huge. Uh, it's a huge goal. But um, I think for something like us, it, it's only impactful if we can do it at scale. And that's the kind of ambition that we have. Amazing. And have you guys ever like reached out to supermarkets or anything? I used to work in Dunn's. I worked there for nine months last year and... Oh, holy mother God, the amount of waste is just phenomenal. And um, yeah, it's, it, oh, it's just, it, oh, it's so overwhelming sometimes to think about, but it's, I don't understand. I chatted to the head of sustainability for Duns and I was like, why don't you all link up Tesco, Duns, little Aldi, Super Value, you all just like get together and go, do you know what, let's fix the waste and fix all of this because it kind of has to happen. But yeah, have you guys reached out to kind of supermarkets or any kind of plans to build connections there or, I don't know, uh, uprising from the, from the middle? <laughs> yeah, no, I think for us, we constantly be in conversations with different retailers, particularly here in Ireland and also in the UK. And always trying to find what, when is that right point to kind of collaborate, when that timing is, and to understand 
what the right solution would be for that industry as well. So there's a couple that we have um, some really strong conversations with, but uh, can't go into them right now. Sure. Hopefully in the next year or so, we'll see some uh, really strong things coming on the retail side from us. Oh, that'd be amazing. That will be amazing. Um, and have you got any tips for people when they are shopping, when they are buying food like that, that they can, I guess, consciously consume? Yeah, so I'd say... The single biggest thing you can do when it comes uh, to your kind of food shopping is avoiding high impact products like uh, dairy and meat and kind of trying to buy more of the lower impact, particularly things like, say, chickpeas and different pulses and legumes and things like that. Just uh, because, again, they're more nutritionally efficient, but then also uh, they have such a low climate impact. A good starting point for people is just don't feel like you have to go because not everyone's able to go kind of vegetarian or vegan overnight and it's not that everybody needs to go vegetarian or vegan either it's just changing our mindset so that our diet is say more plant-based that we're actually consuming more plants than we are meat that meat could be maybe you know something that you have every now and again or say something that you might have um i suppose as a treat but not something that's kind of the bulk of your diet Mm -hmm. I, i know for myself definitely i started off with say um one day, one day a week of say, um, going say vegetarian for a day and then maybe two days. And then it was probably, I think one of the biggest things that I did that helped uh, for me was change my mindset that rather than thinking about the days that I was going to go vegetarian, I thought about these are actually the days that I'm going to eat meat. And once you flip that on its head, then you find that your shopping completely changes. And it's probably more just when you go out to eat that you might get something Um, just as a treat or something like that but it completely changes the way you think about um the food that you're having yeah and your car your carbon the literally the carbon that you're directly contributing to goes way down it just it just does like animal products have a huge toll from i talked about i think in episode six before they yeah the environmental impact is is huge and I've learned as well that it is what you eat, not where it's come from, that that has more of an impact. So people might think, but chickpeas grown in Spain, how could that have, how could that be better than ham from down the road? It's all the resources, the water, the grain that's also shipped in from abroad to feed. Yeah, so there's all these kind of like chain of events that happen. But absolutely, meat-free Mondays are a great way to start or or meat Mondays and the rest (laughs) all plant-based is even better absolutely and what do you think we need to do I guess either in the vein of Avoco or outside that individually to kind of like get the system change that we need big question big (laughs) big question I, I think it's one of the big things is being open to having kind of these conversations on sustainability, not only say with just your peers and stuff, but when these opportunities arise, like like say if they're doing any of those, say consultations from say the government, or you see something that your local retailer might be doing um, as like an event to just understand what people are thinking about sustainability. Just don't be afraid to get involved and have your voice heard and kind of educate yourself. But also if you have the education, educate others as well. Because the biggest thing is that Although we kind of know a lot of the general rules of thumb, there's so many other factors that make it difficult for people to live a sustainable lifestyle. And unless we're telling the people who are making those decisions, those factors, it's never going to be easy to live a more sustainable lifestyle. So we need to all be working together, 
having these conversations, taking those opportunities to drive that systems change. Definitely. And if people want to keep up to date with you guys, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm going to go for a shameless plug of the app so you can get it on iOS or Android. So it's Evoco, E-V-O-C-C-O. And also, if you want to sign up for our newsletter on our website as well at evoco.com, we we tend to share a lot of kind of climate news and also tips as well for people to live a more sustainable lifestyle. Amazing. And I'll link all of that in the show notes. Um, Before we move on to some random questions, have you got anything else you'd like to share with listeners? Um, Just, um, I suppose, a lot of what we hear on the news can seem like kind of doom and gloom when it comes to climate change. Mm And definitely feel that that's important because we do need to stress that urgency. But I think there is a growing movement towards it and it's only going to get quicker. I think the more and more people who are kind of listening to podcasts like this and getting involved and making decisions in their own lifestyle, um, we're going to be able to get out of this. Yeah. Yeah, and like this, that pool of people is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. Um, so yeah, no, it's great. All right, now for something completely different, uh, awkward. <laughs> we're going to go on to some random questions. So if you pick a letter of the alphabet, I don't know why I chose letters rather than numbers. That's just the way it is. There will be a random question associated with that. If you want to give me your first letter, um, or or. If you could drop one fact into every brain on the planet, what would it be? Oh, interesting. One fact for every brain on the planet. And they would believe it. Okay, then um, it would be everybody's own personal carbon footprint and to understand how far they are within or without uh, planetary boundaries. Interesting. Very good. Very good. Okay, give us another letter. L. L. Where in the world would you teleport to first if all of a sudden you were given that as an ability? I think somewhere in South America, just because it is definitely a continent I really, really want to travel. Same. And uh, just kind of explore and stuff. But um, but someday. Someday, yeah. The flight, it's just such a long flight. And I'm like, if I go, I have to make a few months out of it if I go over there, like, to save, like, going yeah. back and forward. No, I'd love to go to South America as well. Oh, my God. Um, but that's a very good choice. I'd probably pick somewhere in South or Central America as well. And another letter. F. F. Um, which three fictitious characters are on your apocalypse team? So don't know if it's a zombie apocalypse or a pandemic apocalypse, any kind of, but three fictitious characters. <laughs> that are, um, I'll definitely bring Batman just because I feel like he's crafty. So, yeah. you know, that'll be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I would bring King Julian from Madagascar just because of the, just, just because of the comic relief that you'd get. And I feel like even if things were going wrong, he'd kind of lead you somewhere, uh, even by accident. <laughs> brilliant uh, and then um who else who else who else um and then maybe gandalf because you know magic's always good nice well, so yeah you know, i think that'd be a, a good cruise. yeah you got you yeah. have the wizard you've got the comic relief and you've got the rich superhero guy as well well sorted yeah. um we'll go for one more letter <laughs> um d b how would you describe humanity to an alien species? Hmm. How would I describe humanity 
that is a tough one. Alien species. Um, so it's okay. There's no right or wrong answer. Unless yeah, I it. suppose we're. And what, what do the alien species know already? Like they nothing. Did nothing. About yeah, nothing. They can probably see nothing. what we look like, and that's about it. Yeah, fair. I'm just going to assume that they're smarter than us, so I'm just going to say we're a less smart version of you guys. <laughs> I mean, it's probably true, yeah, if they could find our planet. Um, yeah, it probably is true that they, they're less, or they're more intelligent, and hopefully yeah. um, we will outshine them in future, these future aliens, but... Uh, Ahmed, that is a lovely random note to end on. Thank you so much <laughs> for chatting to me today. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I hope uh, as many people listening download the app and kind of um, do whatever they can do to be a bit more conscious when they're eating food and buying food. So thank you for doing the work that you're doing. It's great. Cheers and thanks so much for having me. Really enjoyed that conversation, Cara. Now, there you go. I hope you guys give them a follow on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Evoco, their Evoco Life on Instagram, E-V-O-C-C-O-L-I-F-E. And their app, as I said, is available for Android and iOS. It is, their website is linked in the show notes below. So if you click onto that, you'll get a link directly to the app store for your device and um what else was it going to say oh yeah and their newsletter as well you can sign up to that really easily on their website i hope you guys enjoy this chat we haven't got long left in this season but in the meantime don't forget to check out previous episodes that you haven't listened to and if you'd like to get some christmas advice then the two episodes that i recorded with kate christmas part one and christmas part two are really really worth checking out for some inspiration so that is everything i hope you guys stay safe and well and i will be back again with you in two weeks time take care guys mind yourselves bye